Welcome to the Smart Weight Loss Coaching Podcast. I'm Dr. Lisa Olson, a board-certified weight loss medicine specialist and certified life coach. In this podcast, I'll share fresh insights and effective techniques for incorporating mindset, habit change, and proven science into your life. Are you ready to achieve sustainable weight loss, wellness, and longevity? Then let's jump in and lose weight the smart way. It's hard to escape the buzz about the latest weight loss medications. Every major news organization from CNN to the New York Times has been covering these highly effective, game-changing meds. If you've never thought about taking weight loss medication because it seems like cheating or maybe a last resort for extreme situations, it might be time to think again. It's been a decade since the American Medical Association classified excess weight as a disease. Many people believe excess weight is a problem of willpower, but that's simply not true. Consider this shocking statistic. In the 1960s, approximately 13% of people had the disease obesity, which is currently defined as a BMI, or body mass index, of 30 or higher. By the way, we'll talk another time about why BMI is a flawed metric, but for now we'll use it because our stats on the rates of obesity are based on BMI. In the 1970s, 14% of people had a BMI of 30 or higher. Even as recently as 1995, that number was only 15.8%, a small increase. The number of people with a BMI over 30 has skyrocketed to a jaw-dropping 43%. 43% of us have a BMI of 30 or higher. And when you include those with a BMI over 25, the definition of overweight, over two-thirds of U.S. adults have either obesity or overweight. Let me ask you this. Do you believe that we collectively lost our willpower during the past 40 to 50 years as a country? I don't think so. Do you have less ability to work hard, persevere through obstacles, or do hard things compared to prior generations? I doubt it. Something is changing in our environment. We don't have all of the answers, but we do have some scientific explanations for pieces of the weight gain puzzle. We know many things contribute to excess weight, including genetics and especially epigenetics, which refers to the genetic changes that occur in the way our genes are expressed. One quick example of that is the epigenetic changes we see with exposure to artificial sweeteners. Watch out, Diet Coke, we're on to you. Other contributors include chemicals in our food supply and environment, hormonal imbalances, environmental and social changes, neurobehavioral factors, medications, disruptions in sleep and stress, and those concerning forever chemicals that we find in plastics. You know what doesn't cause weight problems now any more than it did 40 years ago? A willpower deficit. Laziness, lack of effort, or desire to lose weight. The science is very clear that this is not a disease of willpower. It's not a personality flaw. 
This is a disease, and for many people, it's a chronic progressive disease. So if you're convinced, as scientists are, that excess weight is a chronic, often progressive, relapsing and remitting disease, then you might be willing to consider treatments that are similar to those we use for other chronic diseases. By that, I mean a combination of medication plus lifestyle modification. Let's look at high cholesterol. When someone has high cholesterol, we accept the approach of using medication combined with a healthy lifestyle as appropriate treatment. We don't ask people to try year after year to make challenging changes in their lifestyle while withholding Lipitor and judging them for needing it. We don't grudgingly acquiesce to medication as a last resort or consider it cheating to lower your cholesterol with a statin. So why do we shame people for using medications for weight loss? Why are you shaming yourself for considering it? If your BMI is 30 or higher, or if it's 27 or higher accompanied by type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, or heart disease, the science tells us that we should not only consider weight loss medications, but we should recommend them. It's appropriate treatment for this chronic disease. Now, I know the next question that many people ask do I have to stay on this medication for the rest of my life? This is an important question. Let me share an analogy. If you're diagnosed with diabetes, you might ask a similar question if your doctor recommends taking medication. But you understand that most people with diabetes aren't able to manage their blood sugar with lifestyle changes alone. It might not be a powerful enough tool. And so while it's theoretically possible to get off medication, for most people with type 2 diabetes, medication will be used for the long term. This is chronic treatment for a chronic disease. You can stop the medication, but we know that blood sugar will almost invariably rise back up to its previous level without the meds. This is what we see with weight loss medications also. We have data that tells us when people stop taking their effective weight loss medications, their weight will slowly drift back to where it was before. Why does this happen? Because medication is not a cure for diabetes or high blood pressure or high cholesterol any more than weight loss meds are a cure for excess weight. With all of these medications, they only work while you take them. Here's one more way to think about it. If you don't want to get pregnant, one thing you might decide to do is to take an oral contraceptive pill. But you don't expect the pill you took this month to prevent future pregnancies next month or next year, right? It only works when you take it. But enough analogies. Let's get back to weight loss. There is some fascinating data about starting people on medications after they've lost weight in order to prevent the nearly inevitable weight regain that usually occurs. This strategy works too. Again, much like the original weight gain, let me point out that weight regain isn't due to a lack of willpower. It's not due to laziness, losing your focus, or falling off the wagon. It's not because you stop trying hard enough. It's due to hormones and neurotransmitters. 
It's also due to changes that happen in our brain after weight loss. Weight regain is due to metabolic changes that happen when we lose weight. Our bodies are biologically driven to regain the weight that we lose, particularly if we've held that higher weight for more than two to three years. Medication can help. Sometimes I work with people who have lost weight many times before only to regain it. I always say, this is good news. You know how to lose weight. We have medications that will make that easier and help you keep that weight off. Plus, we have data that tells us a lot about what it takes to sustain weight loss. On a side note, exercise becomes much more important during weight maintenance than it is during weight loss. So, what's the difference between the older and newer weight loss drugs? Efficacy, meaning how effective they are, and side effects, also cost. Some of our older drugs, like Qsimia, for example, are quite effective. While I wouldn't call Qsimia or Contrave affordable for everyone, they are certainly much more affordable than Wagovi, which is the newest FDA-approved weight loss drug at the time I'm recording this podcast. There are newer meds in the pipeline, so stay tuned for future episodes where I'll do a deep dive into the newest meds as they become available. For people who want to try a medication that has a long track record of safety, older drugs like Qsimia and Contrave will give you peace of mind. Each of these is made up of two component medications combined into one pill designed to decrease appetite, increase satiety or fullness, and help to reduce weight. You'll want to talk with your own doctor or a board-certified weight loss specialist about these options, but here are a couple of things to know. Qsimia isn't typically used in people who have a history of kidney stones or untreated glaucoma, and Contrave should be closely monitored in anyone with anxiety, depression, an eating disorder, seizures, or high blood pressure. There are other side effects that your doctor will review with you should you decide to try one of these medications or even older meds like Phentermine. As for Wagovi, yes, it often lives up to the hype. For some people, the impact is like flipping a switch on food noise, appetite, and fullness. The weight loss with Wagovi can approach the amount we see with weight loss surgery. While Qsimia dials down food drama for most people, Wagovi does it to an even greater extent. But Wagovi has potential risks that you'll want to discuss with your doctor. The most common side effects are nausea, diarrhea, and constipation. Lots of gastrointestinal side effects, though for most people they're tolerable and they resolve over time. You'll definitely want to review the risk of medullary thyroid cancer, a very rare but serious concern with Wagovi and other drugs in the family of GLP-1 agonists. There's also a risk of inflammation of the pancreas or kidney. Bottom line, weight loss medications can be life-changing and potentially even life-saving if your weight is impacting your health. Like all medications, we have guidelines for when it's appropriate to use them and when it's not. There are side effects, but oftentimes the benefits outweigh the risks. You'll determine this when you talk with a board-certified obesity medicine specialist or your own primary care provider. Now, 
What's your MBA today? Your next best action. Perhaps it's to go online and find a free BMI calculator to see if your BMI is 30 or higher. And if so, to schedule an appointment to discuss the option of weight loss medication with your healthcare provider. Or perhaps you'd like to join our group program in order to ask more questions and get deep into the science of weight management. Please note that today's info about medication is simply a general overview and should not be considered medical advice. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like more support during your smart weight loss journey, check out our group coaching program at smartweightlosscoaching.com. Until next time, stay well and stay smart.